Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Judy Epp. Here we are. Well, welcome, Judy Epp. Um, uh, Judy's going to be wel- uh, coming once a month. Uh, awesome. So she's going to be our new host, and she's going to bring the rural side to Blooming Out. So The rural side. Rural side. <laughs> rural. Can I say rural. 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 Very difficult rural to route. say. Rural say route. it with me. Rural. 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 Yeah. Rural. So we're all excited. So um, <laughs> starting this month, we have Judy here. We're going to talk about hey. some, you know, just interesting topics that she had places that she visited and things that she wants to bring back and talk about and then um after that we go to the rural um (laughs) indiana and we go from there so that'll be fun so we're really looking forward to that so that being said how are we doing melanie oh you gotta pick on me yeah uh we the big thing this week was a girl scout trip uh to northwest northwest indiana where um, the weather doesn't show it now, but uh, we were on the beach. And really? Yeah, it That's was fun. great. It was beautiful. And I'm from up there, so it was kind of like a homecoming. All right. And then we went to Chicago. Did you guys like sleep in tents and stuff? Because you're that kind of Girl Scouts. Oh, we did. Oh, like a long did. time ago. But no, no. <laughs> we airbnb beat it. <laughs> okay. so, oh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. the way, girl. That is that the way. The way. There's no way. You're not going to be in a tent anymore. <laughs> no. Were you in the dunes? We were in the dunes. We were right I on the dunes. I have never been there. Oh, my God. And I'm a Hoosier. Yeah. Oh, come on now. I know. Maybe we should have a blooming out the Oh, we could. Trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> live from the dunes. Yes. Actually, there's yeah. a LGBTQ um, dunes uh, hotel up there that's um, really? part of, uh, what is that, that little town, uh, oh, man, in Michigan, actually. Oh, Mississaugatuck? Yeah, Mississaugatuck. Yeah. yeah. That's and, a very LGBTQ. Yeah, and it's right, like. Right. Yeah. There's an alternative name for yeah. that I can't say. All kinds, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, really? It's you, a, will you tell me afterwards? A name you can't totally. say. It's a door name. Yeah. One of the door <laughs> names you can't say on the radio. Oh. We have a list of door names you can't say. We have to remind Melanie all the time. We have our own, <laughs> we have our own version of George Carlin's words. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. And Justin. Yes. What's going on? Nothing. I mean, Aww. absolutely nothing yet. I've had a pretty dull week. But no sickness. Good. Everything's well, good. Well, the whole family's been sick. That's why nothing's yeah, going on. Just everybody's. I know. And, you know, as Ooh. I talk, I'm just, you know, grumpy cat, as I said before. <laughs> Melanie loves this fall weather. So I do think Yay! of her and I'm very happy yeah, for you. Yeah, with that weather, it's going to be like but... lizards and stuff tonight. <laughs> I know, but I like her 37. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> That's no. wrong. Yeah. No. But uh, things are looking up. We're all getting better, and I am going to London next week. <gasps> wow. wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's go so farther I'm north. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that for work, or is that for- that, um... This is for pleasure. Ooh. Yeah, you always yeah. get those little fun little pleasure things. Nice. Being a, a single gay man with no- Well, you do have children. So I have I children. I won't take but, that away yeah. from you. 
Yeah, nothing cool. else holding me nothing back. Else. And they're growing. They're all growing. Yeah. That's okay. good. So. And Judy, so how so, are things? Since this is National Coming Out Day. Yes. I'm going to come out. Oh, oh my gosh. What? I'm so excited. I have a girlfriend. <gasps> no, is this true? Do your parents know? <laughs> parents don't need to know. Parents aren't around any longer. But for all of my friends who I have not yet told personally, and she's yes, gonna... it's true. Oh, my God. She is French Canadian. <gasps> oh, that's really exotic. I am not exotic. moving. <laughs> yeah, I'm we... not moving to Canada. We're good. Oh, that is awesome. So... And she's agreeing to stay here in Indiana? Oh, no. She's in Canada. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. She's, she is. She's... Was this like a camp love? Was this like, you know, right. this like one of those camp there, loves? there will be a lot of traveling. That's you didn't get awesome. a crush on a waitress or something when you were there traveling and no no no, no this no, is no. really a girlfriend no it's really a girlfriend a real girlfriend, a real girlfriend. that's great well, how long have you been together um well that's a trick question <laughs> okay i'm sorry it's none of we... you can tell me it's none of my business too <laughs> we got acquainted um actually on a widow's um site on facebook she's oh. also a widow and we just were mm, here i am gesturing um eloquently on the radio um yes we were chit-chatting and we it just went from chit-chatting support to friendly to flirting what's your name to, <laughs> to beyond How many flirting she can give us? i know and, beep, 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 beep. Uh, yeah <laughs> Well, I'm not going to use any of those door words. Yeah, okay. well, you know, that, that young, passionate love, you know, that can be. Yeah, so interest. here's the deal, Frankie. Okay. I turned 70 in January. <laughs> so this is my decade of adventure. There you go. Right. That is so we'll great. Well, I'll be looking for the Instagram post. Here we go. Yeah, it's all about that. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's so big, fun. Big card on that. You. So um, as far as um, this is National Coming Out Day, what we wanted to talk about um, is our coming out stories. So um, I don't know, the, uh, Melanie, I can start with Justin or Melanie. I think why is it important for one? Why is, you know, you hear people talking about, you know, come out straight and come out as this or that. But what are your thoughts on, you know, coming out and, um, you know, if it's important part of your life is it not so important do you think it's uh, an important part of the lgbt community i think it's been important for the community to um to be out and to to show her hair and to um you know not not that there's anything wrong with staying in the closet if that's where you need to be but for the community for our rights to be out and in front and say you know look we're everywhere right so um, instead of the, we're just like you, you know, don't pay attention to us. We're, this is who we are. We're a part of your community. We're, you know, the people that you've always known. And, you know, this is a little bit more about myself that you should. Right. And I think it's different for just so many people and cultures mm -hmm. and where you are mm -hmm. in the country and what that means. I used to tell people sometimes coming out wasn't necessarily, um, you know, you weren't out, and this is old school, Frankie, until you told your parents, right? Because, right. uh, you know, I, I think, you know, in the sense of being who else, who, do, for most people, that those are usually the mo most important and who you want your thumbs up is it's okay. And, you know, coming out with friends and, and other people are one thing, but then family, I think, is was a big thing. But, um, and that's something we had mentioned that, you know, coming out, it's, it's, it's a continuous. Right. It's not, you know, you come out once, you know, it's like each, you know, here I am 
you know, up there and up in the age and, uh, you know, and have conversations like you're gay, you know, right. or you're this or that. And so having, you know, where when I was what 24, when I had 20, no, I was 26 when I actually came out. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so it was kind of, and I didn't have to come out to my family too much because once I told my mother and sister, they, <laughs> were they surprised. Um, my, it took three hours to convince my mother that I was gay. The only reason why was because I mess around so much. She thought I was going to say, ah, and then oh. like, I gotcha. Right. And, you were uh, a joker. Yes. I was. A you you know something funny, Frankie, because I went to um, middle school with Frankie. Right. When we were about 13. And I remember one of our mutual friends, right. who you were fooling around with, told me you were gay. And I didn't believe it. Yeah. I said, but, no. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. But then they, I didn't say so. And then he I, moved away. Like, he disappeared, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, not that, you know, but coming out, you know, one thing, having, you know, little relationships on the side. You know, with big mouth kids. <laughs> <laughs> Some um, of us knew, but your mother didn't know. My mother didn't know. Yeah. So you knew then? I'm just learning this out 80 years later. I know. <laughs> I know. I've always wanted to tell you. But uh, that, well, thank you for time. sharing on the radio. That's so I, funny. I'm <laughs> blushing. Well, that's. So, how, what's your coming out story? Well, okay. You did, because when you were born. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, I've been, I, I have to say, I. I I hate this word privilege, but I've been privileged enough that I didn't have to come out. Um, I come from a very eccentric, open-minded, bohemian family, and homosexuality runs in my family. I mean, it doesn't run; it gallops. You know, <laughs> like, this and, like my grandmother was, you know, b- buying me high-heeled toy shoes and stuff like that when I was a little boy. So I've never had, you know, it wasn't an issue for me. But I really appreciate. Um, what other people go through, yeah. and I think that everybody should have the courage to do it. Um, I mean, I know that it's it's probably really hard, right, and all of that. But um, I think people are so much happier once they do it. You they know, do. You're a much different person right. than you were when you were a kid, right? You know, sheltered. From well, to that. be able to I just be, thought you were really shy, <laughs> just a little shy guy, and you're not at all. No, I was shy back then. You were. Um, so yeah, I, I and, and and for different communities, you know, I think again Bloomington, I think is a safe community in the sense that there's a lot of resources, support, you know, people out there. You get into the, the smaller towns or you know outside the, the comfort zone, and you know it is. It's interesting that you hear you know younger and younger people coming out. But it really depends on where they're from and where they live and, of course, who their families are. And it just blows me away. You meet, you know, a 13-year-old kid who's, you know, I knew, honestly, I knew when I was six, you know. But I was never going to say anything, at at least at that point. Um, But but kids, you know, and younger and younger are comfortable and safe being out to expressing on who they were. And Melanie, your story it was a little different. Uh, well, and from a trans perspective, the um, an intersex that is a whole different realm. Because you had there's, lots of different. There's coming different out. coming outs. There's different levels of of um, hiding in different closets. Um, actually, when I came out as uh, bi to my mom just a few years ago, because I just never talked about that. They just her. assumed. She she just didn't have. Oh, a, she didn't put anything together. Yeah. And so um, uh, it was, you know, kind of like, oh, oh, you didn't tell me. <laughs> right. But, well, I don't think I knew you were bi. Well, and 
I'm more ace than okay. anything okay. at the at the moment. At this second. Yeah. Um, but. Wait, what is ace? Asexual. Asexual. Yeah. Okay. Ace. I thought you said ace, and I'm like, okay, now I, I have another. That. Oh, that is a word. Yeah, okay. it's just a short. She's just cool. I know. I'm just cool. I'm okay, cool. Kids. Well, you see, I'm not cool. Yeah. No. I was cool in 1980, but that's been <laughs> a long over. time. 1980 was cool. It was. So, it was. So when you came out as ace. Uh, well, I, I just did. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that looks Yay, like, folks. coming out day. Um, Good. Yeah. Um, no, I. When I came out as uh, trans, you know, I came out to my partner first, and then, uh, then I had a series of car rides with my family. We like went to my mom's house. My parents were separated at the time, and I took my mom out and I told her, you know, on a little drive, and then went back and picked up my brothers and told them. <laughs> it was like this little thing, because in the car you have like a captive audience, and and they can't jump out the doors, right? Um, and uh, and they were all really quiet for, you know, a couple of years. And uh, for years, it, it, it took them a while to get around to mm-hmm. it, you know, to one to the idea. Right. But that was um, I was 22 or 23 when I well 23 when I came out to them, I think. So that was like 98. And um, it just was different. You know, it wasn't a, wasn't that easy. Thing. Wait, no. was how old was I in ninety eight? Oh wait, not ninety eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> math folks, yeah. stay in school. But it is it's, it's one of those <laughs> those things, and you know, again, it's it's you know, I think it's an important. It's a so that's I was listening to some coming out stories on YouTube today. I just you know just seeing it was out there. And, you know, getting people's different, you know, how should people react? And, you know, one girl said, you know, please don't say I knew it, you know, right. before. Let that person kind of experience that part of coming out without, you know, well, we kind of always knew or that hinted away or whatever. Or like, I knew you when you were 13, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, like I did with like you. Like you just did with me. All right. And then what they, she said was then take them out for ice cream. So you owe me ice cream. Oh, well, um, okay. So it's one. You know, I think, and that's kind of cool. I think, you know, to 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 do that, and you know, to be able to kind of talk about that. I have an interesting quote. I didn't come out to my forties, actually, but I have an interesting quote that just came up at the conference, the World Conference I was just in. There was a presenter from the Netherlands who has um, millions of people at their Pride Festival, but he said that. Um, we who feel safe in being out and who operate pride events, our job is not to force people out of the closet, but to demolish the closet. Mm. There you go. Good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I like that very much. Thank we're waiting for that. that. Yeah. Well, I think right now we're going to take a music break and then we'll be back with more from Blooming Out.
back to blooming out you have been listening to nouvelle vogue that was beautiful music that was beautiful mm-hmm. music i enjoyed that i, I love them yes you so you're we, from like, you're a fan them. yes oh good they was, they've been around for a while yeah so to change topics a little bit it's 20 years now that uh matthew shepherd had uh been murdered and um, those that aren't familiar, Matthew was, uh, like I said, 20 years, I think October 12th, which would be tomorrow. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was a young man that was, I think he was closeted gay. I don't, he was at a gay bar, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and two men um, got him out of the bar somehow and ended up taking him on a drive and tied him up to a fence, a wooden fence, and beat him i think with a pistol 18, pistol with him yeah 18 to 21 times mm-hmm. tortured him and then left him to die and i think he was there 18 hours mm-hmm. until somebody on a bicycle rode by and found him and then he was he was in a coma at that point and passed away and you know the it's a, it was a horrible 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 thing that happened i can't imagine being you know the parents of that but it uh engaged the world 
when when that happened at uh you know at, at that point you know they would once a year maybe they would talk about gay pride on national news and you know AIDS was a, a big thing and right. a lot of negativity going along with that and people frightened of gay people and then you know this happens and it just was one of those things that kind of changed everything mm-hmm. yeah well I mean gay bashing was sort of par for the course then and I think that this was something that shocked the nation yeah you know it really brought it into the news before it's sort of like oh well that's what happens right gay people right and it's just yeah. like and, I mean the um, you know the games that we played at school back then. Um, Smear, Smear the, the queer, queer. Yeah. that was in gym class. Well, I remember yeah. playing that game and not knowing what queer meant. Right, and then usually putting two me. and two together. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah no they're smearing me. No, this is not cool. It was actually my sister. I think she said, "What well, you know what queer is?" Because I had so much fun playing Smear the Queer. Right. And then I was like, "Oh my god!" And I went to the gym teacher and said that. Oh, you and did. Got and like trouble. nothing, nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, well, either you're a queer or you're not. You're gonna play it. You know? Right. Yeah. It's for and everyone. It's, yeah, right. <laughs> good times. Good times. And that was, but that was the times. I mean, and and sadly, we're we're fighting that in some ways still. Right. Um, but not. I I don't think there's any schools that I know of, at least now, oh, that is doing I, that. I hope not. But I don't know. but you know, uh, but so the, Matthew, you know, uh, there was a law that was written. I think Melanie, you have um, brought that up. Yeah. Um, and that was about what? Uh, it was in 2010. Mm-hmm. It was um, Matthew Shepard and Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, um, and it kind of was tacked on as a a, a rider to um, the the defense bill uh, at the time, and um, it uh, it it's adds to the 1969 United States uh, hate crimes law. Uh, it adds the uh, the language, uh, actual perceived gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability, as as hate crimes, um, and then it also uh, uh, it gives federal authorities greater ability to engage in hate crimes investigations, uh, whereas before they wouldn't have right. that ability, and um, and it provides five million per year. Um, funding um, to help state and local agencies pay for investigating and prosecuting hate crimes. So, you know, it's it's sad that, you know, a lot of times out of something so horrific, um, you know, some beauty can come out. And beauty, what I mean, what I mean by that is that it, it gave a lot of people voice. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's horrible. Not only one, I mean, Matthew represents so many people. I think at the time it was the 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 horrible brutality of that it's one thing to be bashed outside a nightclub and you go to the hospital uh-huh. right there and i'm sure other people were being killed but the br- brutality and torture of taking him someplace like that and leaving him to right. die the elements was, and everything. yeah and, and he exactly. looked like and he looked like an all-american boy you know, oh, yes. He, he was, he, yes. He was a good-looking blonde yeah, hair. Very beautiful. Beautiful. You know, right. just could be anybody's kid. Right. And exactly. I think that's what did it. Judy wrote a letter. Um, not to, this Judy. Not not Judy Shepard. Judy Shepard, that's right. Mother. It's a very moving letter, and I'd like to share it if that's okay. Um, it's called A Letter to Young Activists from Judy Shepard. And commemorating the 20th anniversary of our son Matthew's death, 
Judy Shepard pens a letter to a generation of young people that's leading the charge, mobilizing communities, and igniting change in the world. This letter is for Drew and Osi, the winners of this year's Spirit of Matthew Award. This letter is for the students of Parkland and Aurora and Las Vegas, the LGBTQ plus youth of Orlando, the youth of the Black Lives Matter movement, the young advocates all over the country who are fighting for a world they believe in, the countless students who have had the drive, the passion, and the tenacity to do this work in between SAT study sessions. Those of you who do this work because it's more than a calling, it's a way of life. You are saving lives by raising your voices. You have begun ages after I first set foot in front of a podium to enact similar change. Many of you weren't even born when Matthew, Matt Shepard, my son, was killed in one of the earliest anti-gay hate crimes to shake up America. This was 20 years ago, when our family suffered a loss that the world shared with us through the media. It was the first of many somber Octobers to come, as the next several Junes and Februaries may feel for you. But many people stood up, joined us in this fight against bigotry following Matthew's murder, and worked toward our collective goal of making the world more fair and, and just for people who are different. The country and the world stood with us and have continued to stand with us for nearly two decades now. Still, don't let the past line confuse you. There have been many adversaries to the Matthew Shepard Foundation's work. It's odd to think that anybody could possibly oppose a mission of erasing hate, but we all know that these people exist. It's only the mode of their existence that has changed over the past two decades. Today, they tweet instead of sending postcards. They spread misinformation on Facebook instead of writing letters. In America, all types of us are experiencing the awakening of a collective grief and outrage that countless decades of cruelty and exclusion have built up in our marginalized communities and among our, our allies and our loved ones. We're seeing that collective outrage find its way back into the mainstream today. From the rolling back of Title IX obligations for trans youth, which is to be able to use the bathroom of their choice in school, and bakers denying cakes to gay couples, to the repeated horror of mass shootings, and the day-to-day -day atrocities that may or may not make the evening news, it's impossible to ignore that certain communities are being targeted. During this time, me and my loved ones think of Matt, who came to represent, in his own way, many people who were discriminated against or whose lives were stolen too soon. My biggest piece of advice would be to honor your causes and your friends. But don't forget to be young. <laughs> take the time to enjoy the life. This is hard. <laughs> uh, take the time to enjoy the life you're fighting to live. Also, don't become discouraged when things don't happen overnight. This is a marathon, not a sprint. It took us nearly a decade to pass the Shepherd Bird Act, and now there are new names to carry on, like Trayvon Martin. The work you're doing is impressive and important. The work you've done to help erase hate in your communities, whatever form that may take, has given the veteran activists among us a renewed strength for this fight. Bolstered by love and determination, the thundering cry for justice, and the support that the youth put forward in the world, we will all persevere. 
So thank you for carrying the torch and lighting your own flames. Together, we can't lose. Sorry, that was really powerful. <laughs> she she wrote a remarkable letter there. Yes. I mean, I, I really hope that young people read it too. Well, I'm glad we we decided to share this letter today, and I think you know, in remembrance to, to to Matthew and his, his yeah. all the work that his mother has continued to do after you know his his death. I can't imagine the the strength and fortitude that took I'm... for her to. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's yeah. She seems like a really beautiful person. You know, she's thinking about, she's not just thinking about herself or her own grief. She's thinking about everybody's collective grief. Right. Right. And futures. And futures. Yeah. And futures. That's right. And that's got to be hard to do when you've lost your son to think of the future. So yeah. she has all my support. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we move on in today's news, um, Melanie, we uh, have some more transgender um Sadly, <laughs> some bad news, but uh, I think that's a good discussion um, on, on this one if you want to carry this one out. Right. Um, a lot of you may have seen this on online, but um, there's a, a middle school student in Virginia who is, um, whose school is participating in an active shooter drill, and she was barred uh, from entering uh, a safe space, a, a locked room. Uh, Virginia Middle School is under fire uh, after a, a transgender student was allegedly barred from participating in an active shooter drill, according to LGBT rights group. The In a Facebook post published on October 3rd, Equality Stafford say uh, that the staff at Stafford County Middle School forced the student to sit in the gym during the exercise because they couldn't determine which bathroom or locker room to send her. When the drill, drill began, a particular class of children took shelter in the bathrooms and locker rooms nearest them as they were in PE. <coughs> One student was prevented from entering either the boys' or the girls' locker room while the teachers discussed where she should go, the boys post read. Other students found shelter in the nearest bathroom or locker room in an attempt to simulate where they would hide if a mass, shooter was, a mass shooting was underway at the school. The student was foreign, forced to watch the adults charged with her care debate the safest place for the other students, to ha have her shelter, and the post continued. During the debate, she was instructed to sit in the gym with the teacher until the drill was complete, away from her peers and identified as different. After some additional debate, she was made to sit in the locker room hallway by the door away from her peers. This happened because the child, in addition to being a model student, also happens to be transgender. The student was ultimately told to sit in the hallway, and <laughs> and I'm here I'm going to depart um, you know, I, I had read a lot of comments, uh, from friends and others on Facebook and other places about you know, what that means, what that message sends, not just to that student, but to all trans students. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's that you are a shield, you know, you are expendable. You are not important, not important. Mm -hmm. You're not good enough to to <clears throat> save your life because you are a danger. You are more of a danger to the other students than the active shooter is. And how sick is that? It yeah. also sends that message to all the students. Mm -hmm. right. So now if the other students Who's more important? were accepting of the trans student, now 
what does that tell all of them? I mean, it tells the trans student that they are not worth saving, and it tells the other students that they are not worth saving. So it goes, you know, it's interesting because then it's, you know, when when you think about children that you want to save all children, right? So if you kind of look at the big picture of just pecking orders of like, is it, you know, the white kid? Then it's the, you know, the next one and then the brown kid and then the black kid and then the transgender kid and then or the gay kid and the gender. I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine being in a situation like that, being a teacher or a parent. And and there is a, a, a part in here where they say, please, the PE teacher, you know, they kind of gave a shout out saying that she was just following rules and was confused. Mm. It wasn't the the faculty, it was the administration, and they were trying to think, well, you know, they have all these guidelines, right? And they're trying to save their jobs. It was a drill, and, you know, so confusion, which should not happen. You know, I mean, so if uh, there's a shooter going on, you know, you're going to tell your son or daughter not to run into the opposite sex bathroom, (laughs) right? right. Because why? (laughs) Um, Where have we heard that excuse before? You know, yeah. the, I was just following orders. Yeah. There's a, I mean, right. a poem. Oh. Makes me want to say some door words. <laughs> <laughs> I I also um, read in the Washington Post sometime this month that male <clears throat> to female transgender uh, adolescents, there's a 50% um, chance that they will try to commit suicide. Right. And that just broke my heart. Right. And this is, I mean... For a child, and you know, we don't know where where she is at this point emotionally. I can't imagine her, right. you know, at this point, you know, you know, what we would expect out of that person. I'm saying if you're having a emotional issues or mental issues, and then you're not that important anyways. Right. And you're right. right. I mean, it goes they back have. to that. I didn't even think about that that point. Um, so um, we're getting to the bottom of the hour. Um, this is something I'd love to come back to. Um, and, and talk more about because I think it definitely um, it brings a lot of questions, more questions than answers. I don't know any of the answers. Um, I know the answers, but I, the right people aren't listening. Just once again, I'm just shocked that these things happen in this day and age. I'm just well, like, really? Well, they keep you know, happening. I, they keep happening. No, it is. Yeah, it's, and it, they keep happening. There, there were guidelines as to you know where to place transgender kids as far as bathrooms and, and locker rooms and that was set down by the Obama administration, and they were thrown That's out. Right. Under Betsy DeVos and yes. um, the little pipsqueak from the South. What's his name? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you mean the one that had that tantrum? No, the Sessions guy. The Sessions, oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway. It's amazing. So, it's uh, time for a community update and a short music break, and we'll be back with more.
gonna go ahead and look over at our community calendar really quick before we head back to Blooming Out. Um, tomorrow at 7 p.m. we have King Lear at Ivy Tech John Waldron Arts Center. That's here at 122 South Walnut Street. Um, the, you can also catch performances of that on the 12th, 13th, 18th, 19th, and the 20th at 7 p.m. and October 14th at 3 p.m. Um, and that is here at the Ivy Tech um, John Waldron Arts Center. Tickets are available at mcct.org. We also have coming up this weekend a Fair of the Arts at Showers Plaza. That's October 13th at 9 a.m. Um, this is a celebration hosted by the Bloomington Parks and Recreation um, of the Arts and Community with displays, sales, and demonstrations. Um, that will be from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. All right, we're going to throw it back over to Blooming Out. Welcome back. You have been listening to This Is Not A Love Song by Nouvelle Vogue. Hello, Judy. We're so happy to have you here. So you're um, coming in once a month? Apparently. Apparently I am. That is so great. We're so excited. We always love having you. I needed more things on you my need, calendar. I know. You, you're you not busy enough. That's right. a lie. Yeah. Don't want to get bored. Well, I know. Because the last time we talked to you, you had a million and one things going on. And what's yeah. going on now? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, besides the girlfriend. Besides. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just had to throw that in <laughs> uh, in case somebody didn't hear it earlier. <laughs> so yesterday um, was the Spencer Pride annual LGBTQ plus history month event at the Tivoli Theater. We showed Rocky Horror. Oh, how great. What and fun. so that was real exciting. Mm-hmm. Costumes, costume contests, trivia contests, all kind of fun stuff. Um we also picked um, Camden's best friend. Camden is our mascot, a oh. raccoon, oh, okay. for Spencer Pride. And we have been doing voting on picking Camden's best friend. And the Screech Owl won. Oh. Um, so it's an interspecies. It's um, a best friend. It's a best friend. It's, it's, a not, best friend. it's not a sexual relationship? No. Okay. Best Never friend. Mind. All right. Okay. So seems like you were getting into some of those door words there. Um, so I also want to mention that's the last time we will be doing that event at that venue. We've determined that since we have a center now, uh, when we started that, we were hosting two events, two annual events, because we didn't have any other way to bring our people together. Now we have a center, so we're going to concentrate more on the festival and other events like the one we have coming up Saturday. Which is what? The one we have coming up Saturday is Intersex 101. <laughs> and um, it's this Saturday, 2 p.m., 17 East Franklin Street in Spencer at our center. And we have Leon Braxton, who is the Director of Diversity and Inclusion at Pride St. Louis, coming to speak to us. Uh, Leon told her story at the Interpride World Conference last year. And I asked if she would come and tell it to us. And so we're really excited. So come, learn, ask questions, listen. It'll be and fun. And where, where is this event? It's At the Spencer Pride Community Center, Center. Okay. 17 East Franklin Street. <laughs> <laughs> 2 p.m. Thank you, Judy. Saturday. What, what, you can't say it enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Interpride... I also just got back from the Interpride World Conference, 
literally an organization of world prides. There were uh, pride organizations there from uh, Sri Lanka, Denmark, Greece, Australia, Switzerland, South America, the UK, and a bunch of others. Um, it was in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Ooh. Oh. I had to wear real shoes one day. <laughs> um, but that's not Quebec. That's not where you met your no, girlfriend. No, no. No. Well, I didn't meet her in Canada. That just uh, happened to be She there. just oh, happened right. to be Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the the workshops, though, are just incredible. Um, you have all these pride organizations from around the world, and there were workshops like um, um, having uh, uh, about sexual orientation and gender diversity within the Christian faith. Hiring, retaining, and supporting trans and gender diverse staff and volunteers. Supporting young and old voices in our festivals. How to have a sustainable pride. So you have these organizations from around the world doing these workshops. Like I went to one on sexual health and how to promote that during and after your festival. And so there were different ideas bandied about that. And so we came away with some really good um, ideas to use in our organization. And I actually had Salt Lake, Utah, Pride, take away a couple things we're doing. Nice. So we're actually influencing the, the world. world. That's so great. I know. It's just wonderful. And Frankie said that he read about you in the national news. Yeah, on the LGBTQ nation. You're a celebrity. They we well, talked about, yeah. Spencer Pride is. <laughs> well, it's you, you guys. You Riding are, you are Spencer Pride. Right? You are. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what are some of the things that you personally kind of taken away from that? So I guess the thing that I was thinking about when you were talking is I know there's kind of conflict and divisions going on within different prides around the country and the world as far as, you know, should pride still represent a party? And it's just an opportunity for people to go out and have fun, dress up, be themselves, be a character, whatever, just do it. Mm-hmm. And that's all good and well. And then there's another kind of the the newer generation. Um, they said, you know, they were kind of getting upset <laughs> with those old folks, I guess, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, there's there's a lot more to this that you kind of forgot about, you know. And so I guess it's a, not the old ones necessarily, but it's it's so there's just more. I don't want to use the word militant, but maybe that's an okay word to use that, you know, we have to kind of drum up the anger and kind of be in your face about it. And so what kind of conversations were going on or did they even talk about that? Well, interesting you should mention that because one of the things that Jonathan and I talked about on the way home from that um, event was every other Pride Festival has more events than just a festival. So we are also going to start having more events. And there are things that we can do that don't take a lot of bandwidth. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, our youth group meets every Monday. So they would be meeting the week of our Pride Festival. So we're going to do something like have a book reading during their meeting, but just invite everybody. So that's something that's already going on. We don't have to create something new. Just open it. Mm -hmm. And then there are a couple other things that we figured out that we can do so um so it's kind of a combination of things and i know what you're saying Uh, also though with this group of uh, world prides that party 
is representative of our right to be there. Mm-hmm. Part of what the um, the representative from the Netherlands was saying, it's our responsibility to um, uh, do away with the clause, to demolish the closet. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. the way we do that is by having this space right. that those who maybe aren't even out of the closet, right. but they can come there. And they that's what I always come out of the closet of, to come there. And that's what a pride for me, you know, always represented, represented, you know, being, you know, from, from the generation where it wasn't cool to be out. And you had that one day you could go to a bigger city, usually Chicago or New York mm-hmm. or, you know, some a larger city and go out and just have fun and, 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 and f- just have fun. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think that a generation that doesn't understand that side. And I think that, you know, one of the one of our guests that we had on, you know, said, you know, people just wanted to be a party. And I th- think missed that whole part of it. And I definitely think it's important <laughs> um, to bring in the, the other side because it's not all right. happy. Right. And it's important to educate and it's important to, to teach the all generations to have a voice right Right. well and in the rural area (laughs) the party is as important as anything else we do right as anything else we do because it's a way for those of us who are out of the closet and comfortable being out of the closet that young people can look at me old as i am and see that i did live to this ripe old age Mm -hmm. and i'm okay and i can be here in this space Jacob and Jonathan are in the community raising a child, and and in that area in particular, it's essential that people see us out there partying, right. and we're okay, right. and they can be okay too. Right, yeah. live in your life, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a exactly. triumph. Yeah. It's a triumph. Yes, That's a good yes. word. You yes. know, we've we've you know in certain places, in certain ways, we've triumphed over that. Um, were there were there any delegations, I guess, from uh, places where pride isn't quite so accepted? Um, Israel, uh, Russia. Russia. There weren't from there exactly, but there. Um, and I lost my book with my notes, so um, I don't have all those exact um, things. But um, there were some from from some of those smaller places like Sri Lanka mm-hmm. where it's very dangerous yeah. for them to do that. They're also um, Interpride as an organization does scholarships for organizations that can't get there and they help them financially to get there. And um, they were putting a call out because there was one person from an area near Russia. I can't remember if she was Ukraine or somewhere like that. She got to the airport and they wouldn't let her leave. So she had spent money mm-hmm. that she didn't have trying to get there, and so they were trying to get at least get She's her money act- back. She was an activist, and yes, they were she was not allowed to leave the country. Right. So yes, and then there was a really big whoop de doo because someone brought forth they wanted to put um, I don't know pronouncement or proclamation or something that Interpride stands with the the LGBT people of Chechnya mm-hmm. that are being discriminated. There was such a, um, an outcry that we would target 
that population to do a proclamation and leave out all the others. So um, that was tabled, and that will come back later. So they didn't want they, – they, no one should get more attention than the other? Is that what it was? It's like? not no one. It's that um, white people okay. shouldn't get the attention when, when there are um, uh, countries of color mm-hmm. that are constantly – and so then it became, well, maybe we pick the one that's at war. Right. right. And so they just had to table it and start over. Right. right. Which I think is important. Yes. There's oh, a, absolutely. You you just can't believe the cacophony well, you know, of I, voices right. on and, all sides. Right. That, oh, yeah. And that was such a beautiful thing. Right. I mean, it was fantastic from all these different countries. What an amazing yeah. experience. Oh, it was. Well, to be in a hotel... And not be the minority? Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. you're, you're, oh. Yeah. How many people were there? Do you have a guess? Oh, you have to examine. I don't know. Lots. Lots. <laughs> At least a thousand or more. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, so it, it was, was huge. Yeah, there was a women's caucus. Ooh. Was it your first time going, Judy? <clears throat> that was good. I, the first one was last year was actually in Indy. Oh, really? Yeah. Indy Pride hosted it. Was it as big as this one? Yes. Or, wow. Yeah. How did you miss this? I never worked. I, I never worked as hard at a conference when I was getting paid <laughs> as I do at these. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's just, and then the people and friends you make. Oh, oh yeah, incredible, I mean, incredible. I, I have so many more Facebook friends now. <laughs> that's just, that won't be. You won't be liking mine all the time now. I know. You got other people. She has no time for Frankie. <laughs> so can I can I yes. hit on the regional pride? For, yes, of course. Just quickly. Um, so within the interpride, the worldwide pride organization, there are regional prides. Well, besides the countries, right? The, within the United States, there are regional prides, and our region consists of eleven states and many pride organizations within each state. And so um, we, Spencer Pride, are hosting the regional conference in March. So all of, we don't expect probably the people from North and South Dakota will travel here, mm-hmm. but um, other a lot of the other organizations in the region are gonna come to Spencer. So we're putting them up at Canyon Inn and having the soft opening of the new microbrewery in Spencer. Uh, during this event and doing all-day workshops. So is this, do you have to be affiliated with a pride in order to come, or can you go and sign up and represent you? Mm, No, you have to be a pride organization and a member of Interpride. Okay. Although we're working on that because we have so many baby prides. Right. And so we want them to be able to come and take advantage of that. So So, we're working on all the logistics so but no general public mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, so we can't just get a ticket and go <laughs> yeah, it well fun. we might invite the media okay we, oh, yeah, we well, might invite we the, are media. the media, right? <laughs> we are the media believe it or not we we are those guys all we need is get our microphones yeah we'll pork pie hat with a little press maybe west will loan us yeah. Right. oh yeah right right yeah. there you real go news. <laughs> there you real go. news real news <laughs> we're real news <laughs> put fox as opposed to fake news yeah and anything else going on in spencer that we need to kind of bring up to date i think that covered a lot so maybe talk about a little bit um we have about four minutes left um talk about what what the next couple shows might look like um what your thoughts are i mean well uh i have given that some thought and um we've we spencer has been working a lot since we've been in operation and been asked a lot about why there is such a vibrant active LGBT 
organization in a town like Spencer. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe I would talk about that a little bit. That would mm-hmm. be great. And um, then talk about the challenges of being in the rural community. Right. And then some of the advantages to being LGBT. Right. Yeah. So those that um, are tuning in a little later, uh, Judy Epp is going to be here to talk um, once a month, um, kind of the rural side of uh, the LGBT community. Um, And just another side that we haven't really represented. um, And that's so great. You know, so we'll have to change our, we'll have to have some music that goes that's fitting for <laughs> I'm going to get in all kinds of trouble oh, oh Frankie 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 don't go there <laughs> don't go there <laughs> but, uh, but we're going to break barriers Frankie at a time <laughs> yes yes one Frankie at a time no go. I just um, you know I'm tickled to death and, and you know I Spencer Pride this year was my first and I was like how did I miss it all this time and it was because of that stupid mentality perception perception that right. I just assumed that you know it was yeah I've always wanted to go but always. everybody but said it happens I'm, when I I'm, I'm always out of town right but uh, it was it was family and you had like 180 booths or something mm-hmm. you had a lot um the music the drag queens I mean it was the only what uh, drag show on a on courthouse court lawn <laughs> that I know of. If anybody else out there knows of one, uh, let me know. But that, I'm pretty sure all the great things would sure. be worth it just for that. Right. Yeah, yeah, just for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and just it was. It was. It just felt good. And to 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 be in a small community where a lot of gay people, you know, don't feel safe. Right. Uh, being and then you here you are because I I thought that driving in and I'm bringing a couple of my kids with me and I'm like you know okay everybody else is doing it <laughs> right. I mean and the, those okay. are yeah and and those are things that people don't really think about but right. when you're a parent you know you you do think about being a, a gay parent you know you do think about those things that, that, that I'm going to take my kids here that it's one thing for me to walk into this but yes. it's another thing to expose my kids to right. so is and and that was kind of one of the other you know reasons why and and I just you know a lot's going on in the in the world and and I, sure. I sometimes am overcautious oh, and I, and I was you know you almost embarrassed when when I showed up and the kid I didn't even see my kids they disappeared and <laughs> <laughs> did their they thing they can't get lost they can they definitely can't get lost well no they went down the river and whatever and walked uh, uh, into they still can't get they, lost. They <laughs> the river's not that far. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was it was just a, a neat place to be able to go and and kind of and break those you know barriers Perce- that perception, that perception barriers, right, right that we we set up and, and it really apply it's applicable to to more than Spencer. I mean, we at the last World Conference, Jonathan gave a workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, proposed it and was accepted and gave a workshop on how to organize in a rural area. Right. Because it's not just South Central Indiana. Mm-hmm. There are rural areas all over this country oh, yeah, and yeah. other countries. <laughs> yeah. And so You're the big it's, city to some. It's yeah. It's but it's a different it's a different way of operating. Right. You have to know your audience. You have to figure out what'll work and and marching and holding signs doesn't work there. Right. And on that note, we're out of time. And what a great show we had. Thank and you. we look forward to having you on again, Judy. An additional thank you to all our all of our listeners and volunteers who make this possible.
I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Judy Ed. Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Presloff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Blooming Out's community liaison is Alex Ashkin, and we happy want to wish him a very happy birthday. birthday. Alex. Are you going to sing to him? No, I'm not. No. Happy birthday, Alex. <laughs> happy birthday. Our trusted intern is Jasper Tony. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Frankie Presslaff. Remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. <laughs> You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to Blooming Out at WFHB.org. That is blooming O-U-T at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening.